Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. The Word of God reveals, if one is a true believer, then this person will be ready for the rapture. In other words, they will make themselves prepared by following the truth of the Word of God, by being led by the Holy Spirit, by submitting to the things of God. And even though they won't know the day or the hour, they will be ready. So let me ask you a question. Does that describe you? We need to understand that there are biblical laws. And the Word of God reveals those who are true disciples, they will be ready for the rapture, that blessed hope. And there will be discernible evidence, proof, that they are ready. That's exactly what we're going to see in the passage of Scripture that we're going to study at this time. So with that said, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Matthew and chapter 25. Now, I would imagine for most people, this parable is well known, the parable of the ten virgins. And as always, whenever we come across a biblical parable, we need not rip it from its context, from its culture, from how those people that it was addressed to, how they would have understood it. To do so is going to bring about confusion. We will not understand what Messiah wants us to learn from this passage. So we need to understand it in its original context from the culture that it was derived out of and to whom it spoke to. In Matthew 25, we're going to see in this first part of the chapter the parable of the ten virgins and realize even though in some cultures we would think, well, there's a bride and her attendance, this is not the case in this parable. The number 10 is a number in Hebrew numerology for that which is whole, complete, that which is in its entirety. This parable does not speak to Israel, but it speaks to the church, the church in its entirety. And within the body of believers, we have true believers and those who really are not. They have not truly received the gospel. Now, it's not my, my heart, it's not my desire to ever so doubt. I want to encourage, I want people to grow, but nevertheless, there are times when we need to ask ourselves, Am I a true believer? Am I truly committed to the things of God? If you are a genuine believer, you want to leave the things of this world, you want to turn away from the world, its sin and such, and you want to embrace a king.
kingdom lifestyle. You want to live according to the kingdom commandments, the instructions of God. And when someone has that sincere desire, it will be manifested in their life. So we're looking at 10 virgins who are going forth, as we'll see, to meet the groom. We're speaking about the body of believers and Messiah. And we want to discernibly ask ourselves, are all these people true believers? Now, this is what the scripture is going to teach us. Secondly, a bride, she was discernible. She made a distinction between the other women. How? She carried a light. She had a lampstand that was, was oil-fed, and through that oil and that wick and such, light was manifested. And that light in her hand revealed to all that she was the bride. So in this parable, we're going to see who of these ten virgins are truly the bride and who is not. So look with me to verse 1, chapter 25, Matthew, in verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven is likened to ten virgins who, taking their lamps, they went forth for the meeting of the groom. Now, the scripture tells us that no one, in regard to our blessed hope, in regard to that rapture, no one knows the day or the hour. We saw that in a previous study in chapter 24. No one knows the day or the hour. But there is going to be, based upon prophecy, what Messiah taught in that previous chapter, we're going to know that the time is near. And there's an emphasis in this parable of these ten virgins knowing that the time is at hand. And they go forth in order for this meeting with the groom. And of course, this meeting is the wedding banquet. So once more, verse 1, second part, these ten virgins having taken their, their lamps, going forth for the meeting of the groom, verse 2. And five were from them wise. Now, this is not the normal word for wisdom, Sophia. But this is a word which speaks about thinking diligently, thinking according to the facts, and using wisdom and knowledge to arrive at a proper understanding. So what the scripture is saying is that five were, were thinking, they utilize knowledge, what knowledge? The instructions of Messiah, the word of God, the scripture. It was through this scripture that they became wise, knowledgeable. So five, we are told in verse two, were wise. And also, there were five that were foolish. And notice what it says in verse three about these foolish ones. It says, the foolish ones... They were taking their lamps. That's good. 
They should, but they did not take with them oil. Now, we're going to see that there is an emphasis upon oil in this passage of Scripture. We know that oil was used for anointing. And many times in the Word of God, when one was anointed with oil in the Old Testament, it signified the Holy Spirit coming upon this one. So oil, oftentimes, not always, but frequently in the Scripture, there's a connection between oil and the Holy Spirit. Now, I mentioned that this light that the bride would hold would, would, would distinguish her from the other women. She who had the light, she was the bride. It was noticeable, discernible. She distinguished herself. And what gave the light? The oil. Without oil, there would be no light. And it's the work of the Holy Spirit in the true believer. Because the Holy Spirit only dwells in a genuine, a real believer. Someone who has received God's grace by faith. Who have said yes to that good news of Messiah. Crucified, dead, and, and risen. All of this is so important. So we see that there were, were five that were wise, having thought through and arrived at a proper knowledge. And there were also five who were foolish. And they took their lamps, but they did not take with them oil. Verse 4. But, and this is in contrast, but the wise one, they took oil in their vessels with, with their lamps. Verse 5. Now, we see a distinction. Five, they had their lamps. No oil. No extra oil. And we see that, that five, they had their lamps and they had sufficient oil. So when the time came for them to distinguish themselves, to manifest this light, to show that they were the bride, that Messiah, he would receive them. Now, there's something very important. We have said no one, not us, it's what the word of God says. Messiah taught no one knows that day or that hour. We'll see that towards the end of our study in this, this section, that no one knows the day or the hour except the Father. Not the angels, no one. But what may be of importance to you is that even though we don't know the day or the hour, the coming of Messiah, he is going to come at a time that we did not think. What does it mean by that? Well, many people believe that it's going to surprise them. And that's okay if you understand it rightly. Many people believe that they're going to be going about their business and suddenly that Messiah, that rapture, what Paul calls the blessed hope is going to happen. And they are going to be surprised because it came earlier than they thought. That's unbiblical, plain and simple. When we look at this parable that is addressed to believers and we look at verse 5, notice what it says. But the bridegroom delayed. So what is the surprise? It's not that he came earlier than they thought. 
but that there was a delay with the groom. And, and therefore, we see, and the bridegroom, he was delayed. And what happened? Well, these became uh, drowsy, and all of them, they were asleep. Now, they all became drowsy, but when it says they were asleep, that was temporary meaning. The use of the imperfect tense here shows that their sleep was going to be interrupted. And what was it going to be interrupted by? Well, you know, the coming of Messiah. So the emphasis is not that he comes earlier than we think, but later than we think. But as always, he comes before the wrath of God. Verse 6. And in the midst of the night, the, the call went forth. It happened. And what was that call? Behold. Behold, the bridegroom comes. And furthermore, there's another commandment. It says, you go forth for his meeting. Now, this is the second time we've seen that expression, his meeting. And likewise, that the believers, true believers, they are supposed to go forth. That is, they're supposed to have a response. That's what the scripture's emphasizing. And that response is going to manifest who they are. Now, not to Messiah. He knows all things. Not to us. We know if we're true believers or not. But it's going to give a testimony. And notice what happens here once more. That, that cry went out, Behold, the bridegroom comes. You go forth for his meeting. Verse 7. Then all the versions, all those versions, they got up, they were awoken. And they trimmed their lamps, meaning they prepared their lamps in order that it could manifest light. Why? Hope you know the answer to that. Because a bride distinguishes herself. She has light that, that reveals indeed that she's the bride. So these virgins, to show that they are the bride, they are trimming their lamps. But look at verse 8. But the foolish ones, they said to the wise, give us from your oil. Why? Well, we know the answer to that. Because they had not taken oil with their lamp. A foolish thing to do. And this characterizes them. They were not prepared. They were not ready for what they thought they were going to receive. What they were hoping for. There was no evidence that they were part of the bride. These ones were foolish and they were false. False candidates for the kingdom of God. Notice what they said, again, middle of verse 8. These foolish ones, they said to the wise ones, give to us from your oil because our lamps are, are going out. They are being extinguished. They could not endure in order to manifest their identity. Why? Because as we'll see, 
they were never true believers. Verse, verse 9. But that means in contrast to these foolish ones' desire that the wise would give to them oil. Now, realize, in this example, we're seeing some spiritual law. We're seeing rules that God gives to us. And one receives the Holy Spirit by personal faith, faith in the Word of God, in the Messiah of God, the Savior of God, in that gospel message about Him, what He did in order for us to experience forgiveness to enter into that new covenant, to be part of God's eternal family. And the evidence, Paul says this, the evidence of this new covenant relationship, evidence that we've received the grace of God, evidence that we have faith, is the giving, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life. And as a believer, every believer, has the Holy Spirit. But a believer can't give him to someone who's not a believer. It is not our role, it is not our ability to do that. The Holy Spirit, a spiritual law, the Holy Spirit enters into the life of every believer. That's God's will. That is the law that God set up. I cannot take from my endowment of the Holy Spirit and give it to someone else. So. They answered, these wise ones answered, saying, No less, there is not sufficient for us and for you. Now, this is simply putting it into terms that we can understand. They say, no, it is not for us and you collectively, but individually, every person has to acquire the Holy Spirit based upon the laws of God, what the gospel message reveals. So these wise ones say, you go, rather, to the ones who sell, the sellers, and buy for yourselves. Now here again, it's a parable. There are not sellers of the Holy Spirit, but he's saying those by means you can acquire it for yourself. That's the message. Each person Everyone has to acquire the Holy Spirit, receive Him individually by embracing that gospel message. And the Holy Spirit, in this passage related to oil, He will manifest your faith. He will manifest your readiness because you will be led by Him. He will guide you. He will empower you. And you will have a testimony that distinguishes yourself from the rest of the world, those who do not have a covenantal relationship with Messiah. Look now to verse 10. And these, these ones, they went away to buy. And what happened? After these one had gone away to, to purchase, it says the bridegroom, Messiah, Messiah came. And the ones, and notice the change, you would expect to say, and the wise virgins. But notice what it says. There's a change. And that is, look at middle of verse 10. It says, and the ones who were ready. Now, this is in, obviously, the, the feminine. 
And I've shared with you that many times in the scripture, the feminine gender is used to emphasize redemption. Likewise, we know that, that marriage, marriage is a covenant, and marriage is known as a covenant of redemption. So what it tells us here by the change in the vocabulary from the wise ones to those who are ready, what it tells us is this. When we think thoroughly according to the word of God, when we reason the scripture, it will prepare us that thinking that manifests, it's called wisdom, these wise ones, these wise ones were ready. So again, as we begin our study, I'll ask you the same question. Are you ready for the rapture? Those who are true believers will be. This is a spiritual law. So again, as these uh, foolish ones, as they were going to purchase, what happened? The bridegroom came and the ones who were ready, they entered in and notice what's emphasized, with him. Now, I've shared with you this word with, very small word in the biblical language, im in Hebrew, meta in Greek, and it has a connection with redemption. Why? When you are redeemed, you are with God. You will be forever with Messiah. And that's why the redemptive name of Messiah now, his name, Yeshua. But prophetically, the redemptive name of Messiah is Emmanuel. And what does Emmanuel mean? Im, with, new, us, el, God. With us, God. And that with us, God, speaks about our redemptive relationship. This covenant of redemption through the gospel that was, was ratified by the very blood of Messiah. So, notice again, it says, and the ones who already entered with him into the wedding banquet. And immediately thereafter, notice what happens. It says, they entered into the wedding banquet and the door was closed. Closed, no one entered. There's a time. And if you're not ready for the rapture, you will not take part in the rapture. So it says, the doors were closed. Now look at verse 11. But afterwards, the remaining virgins. Here again, a change in the term. The remaining ones. Those that were left over. And it's a significant thought. Why? Well, you have the body of believers. And within the body of believers, you have true believers. And you have those who've made a false presentation. Now, this is supported in the scripture. You say, where? Well, the first epistle of John, where it says, they went out from us because they were never part of us. The word of God reveals there are people within the church, the body of believers, but they don't belong there. They are not true believers. And in the end, God will do what? He will separate them, just like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. So this principle, it's not unique here. We see it many places in the scripture. So the door was closed and afterwards, 
the rest of the virgins, they came and they said, notice what they said, Lord, Lord, open for us. Now, they wanted to get into this. But here's the problem. If you're not ready at the right time, if you don't distinguish yourself by having that light, that light that, that is produced by the oil, who's that oil? The Holy Spirit, that third member of the Trinity. And it's only when He is in your life and He enters, the Scripture says in John's Gospel, that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Messiah. He's not going to leave us as orphans, but He's going to leave to us as He ascended to the Father. He, 10 days later, He left, He poured out the Spirit upon believers. And this pouring out of His Spirit established the congregation of the redeemed, the ecclesia. Those, and that term ecclesia, although it's translated many times church, it literally means those who were called out, out from this world, out from a, a type of Babylon. That's what this world is. Out of a blasphemous world, into his marvelous light, into the kingdom of God. That's where our citizenship is. That's why we live differently. So the rest of these versions, they said, Lord, Lord, open for us. Verse 12. But, and here's this word in contrast, but, and we're going to see Messiah's answer. But he said to them, truly, it's the word amen, truly, I say to you, and I would underline this next, next part. He says, truly, I do not, did not, and will not know you. You say, my Bible doesn't say that. But it's the Greek word oida. Oida is a word for, for knowing, but it's in the perfect always. And the perfect speaks of something that has happened in the past. It's true today, and it will be true in the future. So when Messiah says, I don't know you, we could translate it this way. I haven't known you in the past. I never have known you before. I don't know who you are now, and I'm not going to know you in the future. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean eternity. These individuals, they can still, after the rapture, they, along with Israel, for example, there's going to be a remnant of Israel and a remnant of the nations that come to faith after the rapture. But he says here, they were never believers. I did not, do not, and will not, at least in the immediate future, know you. Now, what's the response? Look at our last verse, verse 13. Therefore, here's the instruction. Therefore, you watch. Watch for what? Isn't it interesting that Messiah says that so often? Watch. Watch for these prophetic indicators that we studied about in the previous chapter. Chapter 24, he says, Therefore watch, because you do not know, you do not know the day nor the hour that the Son of Man comes. We don't know the day or the hour, but we will know that the time is near. When we see these prophetic events, we'll know our blessed hope, the rapture, is at hand. Be ready for that glorious event. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. 
Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel.